Welcome to the Sense of Soul podcast. We are your hosts, Shannon and Mandy. Grab your coffee, open your mind, heart, and soul. It's time to awaken. Somebody need me to help them? Yes. Today on Sense of Soul, we are super excited to have back Luana Kurz from the Colorado Shadow Investigation. Some of you might remember her from last year around Halloween. We had her on to talk about her paranormal experiences and what led her to doing this. I'd suggest going back and listening to that amazing episode. We're so blessed to have her here today again. We love this spooky shit and we love doing it around Halloween. But to be honest, and I think Luana would agree, it's not spooky to us. It's just beautiful spirits that have passed on and are right here in this world with us. Luana has spent a lot of time researching the paranormal, reading, networking with paranormal enthusiasts, and enjoys her new ghost friends daily. Luana is also a mother and a backyard interior decorator. (laughs) Ha ha ha. She's also a fighter. She's recently had a rough year with health issues. So I'm asking listeners to send her some positive vibes. Thank you for being here, Luana, and taking the time to help Shanna figure out what the fuck is going on in her house. Nice. <laughs> yes. And, and, and you know what? I love following you on Facebook. You're a rad mom. I love all the stuff you do in your backyard with your kids. And you're just an awesome human. Thank you. I'm so glad to be with you guys again. We knew Halloween was coming. And we're thinking, well, what fun, cool stuff could we do? Should we go out to Third Bridge or whatever? And Mandy's like, shit, your freaking house has enough paranormal that we could easily do something there. (laughs) Honestly, I think that there is a lot of activity. I think more people who are sensitive, who can sense activity, kind of pick up on it. So I think that there is a lot of spiritual activity around people all the time, but sometimes they're just not tuned in to notice it. Right. I think that if people are more aware, practice mindfulness, because I know for myself, that's when I really started to see things and hear things and notice things is when I was at a place in my life where I wasn't so busy. Yeah, that's a really good point. Talked about this, I think in the past, maybe on your show before, but vibration, you know, when you're meditating and when you're looking at more of the spiritual ways, I think it kind of raises that vibration and makes you a little bit more aware of things and and able to tune in a little bit better. Yeah, absolutely. How long have you been doing this? Um, It's been over a decade that I've been investigating now. I started, I believe, uh, Colorado Shadow Investigations um, about 10, 10 years ago, actually, this year. But I've had experiences my whole life. Things happened, and then through my adult years is really when things started picking up. And I shut it down for a while. I think some of us do that, where we just don't believe or we, um, you know, are surrounded by people who don't believe. And so we shut it down a little bit more. I started getting to the point where I just felt like I needed to pursue that avenue and investigating. I think that some people just get afraid because, you know, you watch movies and stuff like that. And so, you know, if you have an experience, you're like, oh, hell no, I, I'm not welcoming Freddy Krueger in my dream. (laughs) (laughs) Everything on TV kind of looks at the darker side of the paranormal. I've done a lot of residential investigations where clients are scared because they know something's there, but they've watched the ghost hunting shows. They've watched Mm -hmm. 
fluid versions of the paranormal. And so that's kind of what they believe is always around them. And, and most of my experiences and what I've really connected with are really beautiful spirits. I would definitely say that over the years since I was young, had the same experiences throughout my life didn't know if I should be afraid of them or not, but I can honestly say that I usually could sense if it was a negative or a positive energy. You know, there were some of them that made me more nervous and scared. Yeah. I think being more sensitive to energy, I feel a lot of their emotions. And so I can kind of tell if it's something that's maybe a little bit darker, you know, a little bit angrier, maybe not quite at peace. I think a lot of people that aren't as tuned into energy or understand it as well, kind of just feel something. And so they feel like it's maybe something bad. They don't really know how to read the energy quite like some of us that are more sensitive. Right. Have you ever heard that around Halloween, like the veil gets thin? Yes. Yeah. It kind of thins out. Yeah. Do you experience that? Kind of yes and no. Um, The reason I would say yes is only because I've done a lot of like Halloween events. So that's why it feels very active around that time for me. But I kind of feel like no matter what, you you guys got to experience some of the spirits that are around me. And that's kind of what I experience every time I turn my equipment on. And when I go to do investigations is my research has led me to believe that there's spirits around us all the time, that the activity's there. You know, if you can tune into it, it just always feels active when I'm looking for that activity. You get a big group of people that go into a church. They're going to feel the Holy Spirit. They're going to feel God. So you get a whole bunch of people that are bringing awareness around ghosts and goblins. Then they're going to bring that feeling. It's all about that collective consciousness. So I was so inspired. I went and bought a um, spirit box and spent a good amount of money because I was interested. And I have no friends like you. I wanted friends really bad. But girl, I will tell you, when I did that, it actually really validated everything that happened in Shanna's living room because I heard nothing like what we heard in Shanna's house. And I've tried it like 20 times. And, you know, I read the reviews and this device gets good feedback. I mean, I could not have more faith and 100% belief in the fact that Seth and Edith are with you at all times after my experience with my own box. Yeah. So she calls me and she's like, I can't get shit, you know? I, and we got the same one that you, that you brought over. I said, well then shit, you need a Steve and a Seth. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know how to get one of those off of freaking Amazon. <laughs> you know, that's, that's an interesting point too, because it wasn't always like that. So I always say like, be patient. It took me years to really get a methodology down to bring spirits through and to finally find like my style and what I feel would be like my settings. Because if you go out and you ask five different paranormal groups, they probably have five different settings that they like to use. And, you know, the shows and stuff use a lot of the FM. And so I, I don't know if your listeners know, like the spirit box is like a little mini radio and it's scanning those frequencies, those radio frequencies. So you can set it to either FM or AM, and then you can change the speed. And so when you watch things like Ghost Adventures, they're using the FM and they're hitting it really, really fast. And a lot of that is again, to, you know, for skeptics or for people that are saying like, oh, you're just getting radio bits. It's more like white noise is what you're hearing when you're doing the FM really fast. But what I've really found in my research is do the AM. That's where I feel like just those little bits of radio give them enough to bring them through. I think what's amazing is like when you listen to what we got, you know, they're saying 
our names. It's not just just random stuff that is coming through. And that's what I think you have to kind of hone in on. So I would say give it time. Like, you know, Seth came through first for me. He's been with me for about eight years now. Then Steve, a couple of years later, came through. And then Edith came through even after Steve did. So there was kind of like this progression to where, you know, these three have just connected with me and they're there every time. And I think it's absolutely amazing. You literally feel like Seth and Steve are a part of your Colorado shadow investigation team. Like they work with you and I find it so amazing. You could go back and track like most of all of your, you know, previous spirit boxes. They were there. They're, it's the same voices. They do the same thing. It's so validating. Yeah, it is. It's, and that's what I love about it. Everything goes really fast in a moment. So that's why it's really important to go back, do the audio, really listen. I have to listen to those files sometimes um, two and three times just to make sure I catch everything. But Edith, like her little voice, sometimes you miss it. Like I missed it a lot real time because the way that they communicate. I mean, the theory is ghosts are communicating on different frequencies. That's one of the theories at least. But yeah, it's like you have to just kind of be patient with it and you can hear that it's the same voices. Pretty amazing. So you use several different methods and equipment to gather your data. Can you tell what you've used for this investigation? Okay. Yeah. So for my equipment, I was using, it's called an EVP recorder, electronic voice phenomena. And um, the thing about the recorder that I have is that, and most digital recorders that they make for ghost hunting is going to be lower frequency that it can record at. So I used the uh, recorder and that's where I got in the beginning of our investigation. I got a voice that came through um, that was very, very quiet. They come through as whispers. And then what I did is we turned on our, the spirit box and I like just to ask for my spirits first. And, you know, I love the spirit box. It used to be called the Frank's box, if anyone wants to research it. But that's the tool that they've evolved to what's called the spirit box today. So I usually ask a, a series of questions, ask for my guys to come through. Once they come through, then they can help the other spirits come through. And EMF meters is... The EMF meters are actually looking at electromagnetic content. And so the, the theory, again, with ghosts is that, that they could be made up of ele electromagnetic content. And so what we try to do is like I had a REM pod set up across the room that has a little antenna and it has a radius around it so that if anything gets close to it, it would light up and it would alarm at the same time. But the one that we had that was really going off during the investigation was the one that we set on the table. And that one was, it had a range of lights and the stronger the signal, it, you know, we asked them to go up to red or orange. And so the lighter the signal starts off at like yellow and green and goes up to red. Let me ask you, the different kind of spirits or ghosts or energies, some of them might just be like residual energy. Can you explain yes. that? Because we do live in an area that has a lot of maybe old trauma from like, say, Indians and stuff? Yeah. So when we talk about residual energy, what we're really talking about is like, it's more like a recording is the best way that I like to describe it is sometimes people will say like, hey, can you come investigate? Because I see like a apparition walking down the hallway, right? They always do the same thing. So maybe visually they get this imprint and sometimes traumatic locations will leave an imprint. If you go into old hospitals, um, you might hear screams or, you know, crying or something like that. Like Waverly Hills, when I did that, look, I recorded a lot of screams. I don't know if that's intelligence. And so that's the difference with residual is that it could be more of an imprint. And then when we look for our spirit box, we're looking for intelligence. We're asking questions and asking them to come through, answer our questions. And that would signify 
and intelligence. Holy shit, I never knew that. I wonder at their bridge, the picture of the horse and the Indian. Yeah, I like how she described that, like an imprint that just really resonated with my brain. Absolutely, mm -hmm. Shana. That's also why they hear the drum out there a lot. Yeah, exactly. So, so that's kind of what our job is as investigators is to really look at, is there like an intelligence that we can feel that we can connect to what we're experiencing? Or is it something that's more of an inch that's left behind? So it's interesting because over the past few months, of course, I've tried to connect and figure out who the spirit or energy was in my house. And I really couldn't figure that out. I, I knew it wasn't my dad because I usually can definitely pinpoint his energy. You know, I do do a lot of ancestral work. I call on my spirit guides all the time. So I thought maybe it might be something like that. But like with Steve, Seth, and Edith, we're more like spirit guides. Your spiritual family, maybe spirits that are lost that don't know me, right? And that are just trying to communicate and be heard. And then you might have people who do know me that are trying to either be around us or say hello or whatever. So there, it's so funny, the different dynamics of what you could possibly be looking at. Am I missing any? Are there any other ones that you see in an investigation? You know, I think you, you hit on most of them. I, I like to tell people there's so many different energies that could be attached to different things. As you were talking about third bridge, you know, you have maybe things that were attached to the land. Then I feel like there's people that you know, sometimes people will say you're, you're haunted, right? Or you have the hauntings, like there's spirits, like with me, you know, I have these spirits that are connected to me. And I do feel like Seth and uh, Steve and, you know, Edith are guiding me in a way they've led me down this path and they've kept me on for, I think what my intention in life is supposed to be is also like in our investigation, you had, you know, a friend that came through. And then I think that when we turn on things like the spirit box, you're, it's a beacon, and I feel like it's a beacon to call out to the spirits. They know that there's a way that we're communicating with them. I don't understand it all. I don't know how it all works on the other side, but that's kind of what I would describe as like, it's a random spirits. The intensity increased around quarantine when we were all here. We did have a lot of electrical stuff going on. I, you know, we had my stove caught on fire and locked up and broke or my air conditioner broke. We have had blinking lights like crazy. We've had a lot of movement of things. My oldest daughter and I have both been touched. Also, since we've seen you, Luana, we've had a lot of activity. So my daughter actually saw my purse moving twice in a video that she was taking and then like orbs right after it. And also one night she opened her eyes and she saw this woman in a white gown with short brown hair, but she couldn't see her face. She saw it and she like kind of flipped out and she looked again and it was gone. It was at like the foot of her bed, like levitating. Oh my gosh. Then she, but she wasn't too afraid. She was afraid, but she doesn't want this either. It's really funny because she doesn't really want to believe in it or like want it. And then it keeps happening to her. Just this morning, the door opened to the bathroom. And there was no one there. I, two nights ago, saw my door shutting with my own eyes, you know, from my bed. And I got up, opened the door all the way was like, stop. <laughs> but we've had a lot. So I've also had things, you know, I have things moving on a daily, you know, here and there. You know, you mentioned like quarantine. Sometimes I think our emotional state can draw as well. I've had a lot of anxiety lately. I think a lot of us have, we felt a little bit more anxious. And sometimes I think that also 
you know, they're attracted to energy. And so, you know, that's something else that maybe we consider is what are we experiencing in our waking life? And is it attracting more to? John Frazier in an episode who spoke a lot about that, he said in their research, they find that a lot of these paranormals happen in homes where the energy is really negative, like the couples are fighting and then it kind of spreads to the teenagers and then they become more aware of it. Yes. Okay. So now we're going to play some of what we got on the spirit box. We got over 45 minutes worth of spirit box. These are the clearest of the messages that we've got. And we hope that you're able to hear. You might need to listen and then go back a little bit and listen again. We did get quite a bit. So here we go. So what I try to do is I usually just ask questions. You guys are invited to ask whatever you want to know. If there's something that you feel a presence on, you can definitely ask about that. If you're with us, can you actually light up the device that's in her hand and make the lights up to like maybe the orange at least in the middle <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah hi guys seth steve are you here if you are can you say your name and is edith here too so here if you listen closely you can hear what happened steve hi steve hi seth so just to remind everybody that steve and seth and edith are luana's guides that help the spirits and so they were all introducing themselves and you can hear their names if you listen closely. Can you give me names of who's with us? Hi. Welcome. Can you make the meter go to red? Or talk to us? Edith, are you happy? Do I know you? I just fuck all around my body and then I go. Is this Anusha? So what I heard there was I heard Nisha's name. Listen again to her name. Nisha. And here you can hear Steve or Seth, one of the other, validating Nisha's here. So listen to that again. And then we'll play the rest of the clip. Do you want me to tell your dad or Morgan something? So then I wanted to know if any spirits needed help. And so I decided just to ask in general. Does someone in this house, one of the spirits, need help? Yes. Do they just want to be heard? Yes. You're not heard, and that's why you try to get people's attention? Yeah. And here, Mandy's going to ask what her spirit guide is. 
Can you guys tell me the name of my spirit guide? Do you know? <laughs> did that? Did they say doves? Sounded like it. And here you hear Mandy calling out to her brother who passed, Ryan. She's seeing if she could communicate with him. You hear him say, Mandy. Ryan, Bob. Can you say hi, Mandy? And I'll play that again so you can hear that. Is there a being from another planet that's been visiting my house? Who is the one that's moving everything around in the house? Did you hear that? What did you say? Great. Small. How about roll, roll, roll your. Is that a little girl? Help me. If you listen closely, you can hear a whisper. It's almost like the whisper is saying the name Brandon. Steve and Seth, can you tell me if David's with me? So I was asking about my spirit guide. And the answer was, yes, he is spirit. Wow, that was absolutely incredible, right? Please let us know what you think about the clips. Let us know if you hear the same things, or maybe you even hear something more. We'd love to hear your comments. Pretty amazing, huh? My favorite tool. So I have nothing to compare, you know, this investigation to that I've experienced personally. Did you feel like we got a lot or were you disappointed? What did you think about the scale of activity that you found here? It felt like there's a lot of activity. When I listened to all of the responses that we received and the EMF activity and the different things that went off, I mean, in one of the parts of our investigation, and I think Mandy, you were the one that said, you know, can you make this go to Rick? Did like you, you heard your response as you saw the lights and that doesn't always happen. Sometimes the EMF activity, I think, is harder to get. Um, I get, I can get voices to come through. The amount of spirits that we actually had, I, I actually kind of lost count at one point because there were so many names that were coming through. It's like a roll call sometimes. Like it's like, oh, we have this person's name, and and then as you started connecting and you knew that it was your friend, you know, they started repeating and you can hear them talking. So like we had a lot of activity going on it, because of the time of day that we did this, I didn't take photographs. So, you know, I don't, I don't have any photographs. Like I normally would focus at nighttime and without flashes. Cause that's where I feel like you get most of your apparitions, but I, I was really impressed. I thought we had a lot of activity. Yeah, I did too, but I didn't know what to compare it to. I then, you know, after listening and I was hearing a lot of things in real time, but then you're just not sure. So then when you're able to re-listen to it over and over, you're like, whoa, holy cow. And I'm just like, man, there's a lot of people up in here. Uh, I don't know if there should be that many in here. I don't really feel like the randoms just stay. I think that the randoms like come to communicate because they know that we can, that they can be heard. But I don't think like they just stay put, they leave. But I think 
left is whatever we've connected with that's attached to you that still knows, you know, that you're around and knows that you've heard them or knows that you have the ability to hear their messages. And I think that's what's important is giving them that avenue. And what I noticed is that Steve and Seth were helping the spirits communicate with us. They would even answer the questions for the spirits that weren't coming through so clear. You could hear spirits trying to come through, but then you'd hear Seth or Steve kind of clarify. Yes. And you get a lot of that. You get a lot of repeating. I can say something like, can you help the spirits use this? And then at one point in ours, you heard him say, I am, am helping them. And then like, sometimes what we say, you can hear them repeating those exact words into the spirit box. It took me years. I think I explained this when we were investigating together, but it took me years to understand. I always heard help, help, help. And I kept thinking they need help. They need help. But what I came to realize is Seth and Steve will confirm that their help I'm helping. And so, you know, I, I've had to try to decipher too, which spirits are asking for help versus my spirits that are saying I'm here to help. Mm. You know, as a person who is a medium and has been able to talk to spirits without using a box, it aligns exactly with what I experience because they speak usually in one word, they repeat themselves a lot. And so they very much match up with what I experienced with how you do it. I recorded, you know, while we were here as well. So I, you know, have listened to that, you know, the, the spirit box over and over and over. My kids did too. Um, sometimes you can hear stuff from a distance better, you know, like if you're not like looking at it and listening for specific things, because my kids would say, oh, I just heard that. And then I, oh yeah, I hear that too. But what else I found, and I'm not sure if you noticed, is that sometimes the answers were delayed. So like things that we yes. asked the answer came like, uh, like two questions later. So I found that with two very specific things when, and I'm, and I'm very curious about this and you might have to bring over that spare box again, just make sure, I don't know, especially after like our last podcast that we just released on uh, Monday, but we asked if there was a small gray alien, because I've seen this in my mind, right? Then you hear Mandy clarifying what she hears as gray, she goes, I heard gray. And then following that, you hear small. And I was like, whoa, what the, there is a small gray alien. Oh, as long as it wasn't tall. Then there was another time where I said 17. And then like a few questions later, Mandy hears 17. I think that we didn't even think about those things Like we weren't thinking of them as answers, but then if you re-listen, you know, you hear the question and then later on we're hearing the answers, which is incredible to me. There are literally layers of things that you can make out when you listen. And some of the stuff I'm like, I don't came through that I'm like, it sounds like it could be a piece of information or not, or it could have been delayed. Like when I asked Edith, are you happy? It took her a little bit to respond. There was like a little bit of a delay like maybe about a minute to a minute and a half until yeah. she answered. And she said, happy clear as day. She came through and said, happy. Cause yeah. that's one of the questions I asked her when I first encountered her, she wasn't happy. And so you have to go back and like, listen, and really you start to hear more and more of like layers of different 
entities and it could be that they're all kind of fighting to to be heard and so you yeah. ask a question and then you're listening for that answer and kind of focusing on that but then in the, in the background you have spirit saying things even when we're talking that's why i like to like always have my reporters rolling because they interject a lot when we're talking just to each other so yeah really go back and kind of listen objectively like to all of it multiple times yeah that's crazy and really I did, I would have never noticed that real time because why would you, you know, cause you ask the question and then you don't get an immediate answer, which we're like, come on, you have to answer immediately. <laughs> that is actually something, you know, that I feel is really important with paranormal teams in general, when you're doing investigations, it's so critical that you actually go back and listen to your recordings and listen to what you got, because even if you feel like you're getting things real time and you're making sense of it, it's so critical to go back and do the review and it takes hours to do that, but that's where you're going to really find. And, and I think that's honestly, if I had to kind of like pinpoint why do Seth and Steve continually talk to me, it's because take the time and effort to understand what they're truly trying to say. I think people fail to realize how difficult it is for spirits to come through and the amount of energy it must take and the, the amount of time it must take for them to get their messages through to us because as humans you know we want what we want and we want it now and it's the same when people go and sit with mediums they want them to give them like these full sentences of what their spirits are saying to them and they want to they have expectations without considering how difficult it is for spirits to come through yeah right because if it wasn't, they'd be coming through all the time. I mean, they'd be everywhere. I mean, who, yeah. you know, what loved one wouldn't want to go speak with their loved ones right away and it'd be easy. And like she just said, you have to build a rapport with them, just like you would if they were sitting on, at, in earth with you. That You can't just like talk to someone at once every six months and expect them to be all friendly with you and to talk to you on a normal basis. Like you said, with Seth and Steve, you've built a relationship with them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, really important. And I, I think that that's one of the things that frustrates me sometimes when people come to like events that I hold, I'm trying to get them to understand and experience things for themselves. But a lot of people are like, well, you know, this is one word. And it's like, but one word for them, like you were saying, it might take a lot of energy. I don't know how they have to communicate, but one word could be really significant. It, they're lucky sometimes to get three. And if we get a full yeah. set, amazing. You need to remember that sometimes the messages might not make sense right now, but you should write it down and it could apply later in a month. Absolutely. You Absolutely. know, it's amazing. Yeah. It's a lot like mediumship. It is so much like mediumship because a lot of mediums that we've talked to have said that Echo Bodine, you know, she did this for, what'd she say? Like 40 some years or something. She literally said, hey, one word, that's all you're going to get sometimes. I was pleasantly surprised that we got what we did. It was super exciting. And I want to thank you so much for doing that for me, taking the time. And actually, I really wish Seth and Steve would work for us too. <laughs> nice. Yeah. We need to put in an application with Seth and Steve. <laughs> That's so funny. Have, do they have referrals? <laughs> I'm sure they do. It, you know, what's, what's really cool about 
what we experienced at your house. I just want to say this because it didn't seem like you were thinking of Nisha, like being around you. And so when she came through, that's what I really think is fascinating because some people will say, well, this is just a projection of what you're thinking. Like whatever you think comes through the box. Like you're saying, Hey, Seth, are you there? And you think Seth. And so Seth comes through. But when you, you're not even in the mode to think like who this could be. And then it makes sense to you. And it's like, oh my gosh, I know Nisha. That's what I think is really exciting. And not only that, it sounded like her voice. My children who knew her, when they heard it, they were like, oh my God, that sounds just like her voice right there. And I'm like, I know that's Mm -hmm. why I said that. To me, that was so validating. It wasn't like Steve and Seth were just saying Nisha's here, which they did say, but I heard her voice was trying to come through. And so that just was incredible. And we heard her her name several times in the recording. So, I mean, and like, who's going to say Nisha? It's pretty random name. It's not like saying Mike or Rob, like we heard. I mean, it's Nisha. We all heard it. Yeah. It's amazing when you actually can recognize the voice in addition to just hearing the names. Yeah. I don't really know the story behind doves. When we were talking about spirit guides and doves, I assume that that had some kind of a relevance to you. And so I think, again, just like those little messages of what is important to you that you might need to hear to either give you hope or keep you on your path or to help you make sense of something. Those messages I feel like came through. And that's why I say like, I don't know the the whole background, but I'm assuming there's stuff you guys got that makes sense to you. And that's what I like to see with the investigations is that something relevant and something meaningful comes through. And I feel like this investigation did that. Just to validate what you said, a couple months ago, I realized that I had never asked what my spirit guides names were. So I specifically wrote it on a piece of paper and put it under my pillow. And then that night I just woke up out of the blue and the name Culver was put on my mind. Well, my brain wanted to spell Culver C-O-L-V-E-R. And my vibration is very high when I'm in water. So I always tend to get a lot of mediumship when I'm in the shower. And I think it's the element of water. You'll find that a lot of mediums say that as well. So I was in the shower and it was like, I was writing Culver and my finger just started writing a U instead of an O. And so I thought, oh my God, I feel like I was just literally told that that's the name. So I got out of the shower and I looked it up and it means dove. Oh, yeah, and she's visited by, well, doves and every other freaking bird in the kingdom of birds. <laughs> the bird lady. The naked medium bird lady. I, yeah, I kind of speak to them. So if you see me in my backyard talking to birds, don't call the loony bin. I'm, I'm not crazy, I promise. That's interesting, yeah, though. Yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad you guys got some deeper level things. Yes, amazing. Those things are so validating. We even heard um, when Mandy was trying to connect with Ryan, which we heard her brother's name. We heard him calling out to Jason. Like, yeah. But thank you so much again. Yeah, thank you. I know that took a lot of time. I don't think people understand the amount of time that you put into this. And we'll release the video uh, that you did for us because it was amazing. Put your time and your energy and your soul into it. And thank you for all that. You're welcome. Yeah, it was like I said, I just connected so well with you ladies and I could just talk to you guys all day about this kind of stuff. And I think that that makes for even a better investigation with results is when you have, I've also experienced when you have people that are very skeptical, like when I've had skeptical people come to my events, I don't get as much like I don't get sometimes it shuts it down. But I think that's why we got so many things is you guys 
very well connected to the other side. Do you do this for people? Like if someone were to call you and ask you to come into their home, do you do this for individual residents? I have done, uh, I usually do residential cases. I, I do it for the research really. And I try to kind of put a radius as to where I'll go. With my medical stuff, I've kind of backed off of the residential cases and especially with COVID going on right now. But I, I have, and that's usually something I typically would offer to people just so that I can help research and help get them the answers that they need. And then I do like every now and then I'll have locations. I used to do like the melting pot. I don't do that anymore, but I have locations where I do events where people can try to come and experience it. And so I think going forward, I have a, a relationship with the lumber baron. That's something I think I might try to actually host once we're post COVID. Ooh, cool. Let us know. We would love to. What I like to do is I, I try to investigate, see what I connect with, you know, at that site. And then I share those findings with people. And then we run spirit box. We do recording sessions and we take them into different areas around the, the haunted building and let them experience and see what they can connect with on their own. Yeah. And you have been to all the great places in Colorado. You've been to Stanley. You've got some awesome photos there that you caught some ghosts on. And then you've done the mine. You actually have like a full sentence that you caught, which I don't know anybody who would stay overnight in the mine. So you're the bravest, but craziest person (laughs) I've ever known. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. Where can people find you or watch your YouTubes and videos and stuff? Right now, they want to go to Facebook and type in Colorado Shadow Investigations. It should bring them to my group page. And then also for my YouTube site, if they just type up, um, it's the abbreviation for Colorado. So it's CO and then Shadow INV for investigations. So CO Shadow INV um, will get them to my YouTube site where they can watch a whole bunch of videos. Every guest, we ask them to break that shit down. If you were going to tell our listeners one thing about what you do or anything on your heart today, it doesn't even have to do with paranormal, whatever. Give it to our listeners. And now it's time for Break That Shit Down. Just be a good human. Be good. I feel that so much right now with where we are in the chaos. I just feel it every day. And so I feel like, you know, if I tie that back, if I can tie it back to my paranormal experiences too, treat spirit like they're here, like you know, ask them like, well, that's what we did during our investigation. And we get so many results. That is actually something that can help you get through tough times. The more that you connect with whatever's around you, the more that you continue to work on that relationship, it can carry you through some of the tougher times. Yay. Thank you so much, girl. I appreciate you so much. And I can't wait to do something more with you. You can go do that. Yes, for sure. That'd be super fun. All right. Well, you take care of you, girl. And thanks guys. All right. right. Thank you. Thanks for being with us today. We hope you will come back next week. If you like what you hear, don't forget to rate, like, and subscribe. Thank you. We rise to lift you up. Thanks for listening.